Welcome to Soccer 101. My name is Taylor Rockwell, and this week you will not be hearing from me or any other of the usual cast of characters for very long, because we've got a special podcast episode for you, courtesy of our friends over at Can I Kick It?, a podcast built on telling the stories of black athletes, coaches, and owners that have impacted the game of soccer on and off the pitch. Can I Kick It? is hosted here in Richmond, Virginia by Elliot Barr and Shanir Durant, two good friends of ours. This episode is one they recorded a while ago and is all about Kobe Jones. We are releasing it in our feed this week to hype their upcoming interview with Mr. Jones himself. You'll be able to find that interview in their feed later in the week. But for now, here are Elliot and Shanir discussing the man, the myth, the legend that is Kobe Jones. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the latest episode of Can I Kick It? This is your host, as always, Elliot Barn. Is joining me is my good man with the smooth hair. In our first episode in Black History Month, Power to the People. Shania Duran the second. What's going on, my good man? Oh, I've been doing good. Been doing good. Took some time off. It's been a while. It has been. It has been. Yeah. We had a good little break, you know, enjoy the holidays, my birthday. Also, it's Black History Month. <laughs> it's celebrating Black History Month 365 now, only through the 28 days in February. Just want to start off with that. But today's episode, man, we are talking about someone that I, I will probably refer to as Mr. USMNT. I feel like he's missing USMNT, but I also feel like he falls into this weird period where he retired before we got a chance to really see him, but the legacy of him is so great that he sticks around, and that's Mr. Kobe Jones. Yes, Kobe and Guy Jones, man. This this man, I mean, I, I remember seeing a lot of him. Um, the, the biggest thing about him was his pace. His flair. I mean, the the stuff that he'd pull off on the field was was absolutely amazing. Um, he's uh right now fifty years old, so he's been retired for a little while now. Mm-hmm. But he definitely does have a legacy. Um, National Soccer Hall of Fame member, definitely, and 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 much deserved. Um, he's probably, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he is, he has the most appearances for the U.S. men's national team. Yes. So he has the record for most appearances with 164, and then he's third on all-time assists for the U.S. MT with 22. Landon Donovan has that record at 58, and I don't see that record getting broken anytime soon. No, that's not getting broken. But speaking of Landon Donovan, um, it's interesting that you brought him up because I feel that Landon Donovan came up in the school that was created by the Kobe Jones era, the players like Kobe Jones, Eric Winalda, Brian McBride, Alexi Lalas. Kobe Jones was U.S. men's national team player at a time where American soccer players were known as workhorses. They had engines. They could go and go. And if they weren't going to outplay you, they would outwork you. And I feel that you can see a lot of that influence 
on the way Landon Donovan played because Landon Donovan may not have been the best skilled player, but I don't think there has ever been a game that Landon Donovan played for USA or for LA Galaxy that he did not work harder or as hard as anybody else on the pitch. And that was Kobe Jones. That was that was that era. And you could see even with that era of players like Eric Winalda and Brian McBride and the other name, players I named, Kobe Jones stood out as a workhorse. He would run and run and run. And when you thought it was time for him to stop running because he'd be tired, he'd run some more. So real quick on that point of you making about Kobe Jones, my profile Kobe Jones was totally wrong until I read up on like who he was and saw a couple of highlights. Because in my head, I was thinking Kobe Jones was like this electric winger that cut in, score goals, all this stuff. And that was totally wrong. Like he was truly like – I. Is it fair to use the term like the four four two winger? Like his main job was just facilitate. Yeah, he was. He was a. He was a facilitator. I would say Kobe Jones was literally, in terms of what his job was on the field, halfway between a Neymar and a Beckham. He would cut in on several occasions. But most of the time, it was to cut in to draw center backs to him to create space in the middle for Winalda, McBride, Donovan, whoever was make crash in the box. But he could also lay in some crosses from far. So for Kobe Jones, he starts off at Westlake Warriors in 85-88. He goes to UCLA Bruins 88-91. Mind you, this kid's from Detroit, Michigan, but he finds his way to Southern California because he grew up mm-hmm. there. Um but I was listening to a recent podcast, um, Caught Off Size on ESPN this mm-hmm. past summer, and Kobe Jones was talking about growing up as a black man in that UCLA team around the same time as the Rodney King riots. Mm-hmm. He was just like, you know, it, it was an it was an experience that because back in those times, you know, you talked about race when you were in a sports league, but it stayed in the locker room. It's not like how it is now when you have dialogue, yeah. you know, all over the you place. You got Twitter, you got Instagram. It was pretty much like it's in the locker room, stays in the locker room. That's it. And he's just like, you know, at those moments, he walked around with a lot of anger and frustration because of what was happening around him. Mm-hmm. But he knew, like, I can't show that anger and frustration because I know I'm going to get labeled as the, the angry black, black man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was an interesting tempo. But after he leaves UCLA, um, he kind of just spends some time. Um, he goes to England. He goes to Coventry City in 94, 95. 24 appearances, two goals. This is when Coventry City are um, in the Premier League at the time, which, once again, blew my mind. But I think his biggest stepping point was that 94 World Cup. And that was the World Cup that I think not only one put American soccer on the pedestal, but, Mm -hmm. like, it kind of put him on that different pedestal. It was like, it's it's yours. It definitely did. And I I remember... um, because that World Cup, that was my first introduction to pro, to, to live professional soccer. Um, like um, I was three years old at the time. Yeah, I just I, there. I was I was <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm old too because I was I was older than three. I remember that game those games clearly. I remember um, going to Foxborough Stadium. That's how old I am. It was Foxborough Stadium, not Gillette. <laughs> um, about going to Foxborough Stadium and watching Nigerian Greece, and then. A couple weeks later, because I think USA was in the same group, and Nigeria and USA at Foxborough Stadium. And seeing this 
this this lightning flash with dreads flying all over the field um, and completely. And I remember that the United States beat Nigeria three to two in that game. And to be honest with you, from what I remember, the score did not tell the story of the game. It, it could have been a lot worse for Nigeria with the way USA was playing. I think USA being the host nations felt they had a point to prove. And to be honest with you, they had a very good squad to do that in the 94 World Cup, and Kobe Jones was definitely a big factor in that, in his pace, his power, his, 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 you know, he was a nightmare for fullbacks. He was a nightmare for center backs to deal with, and those were my first memories of him as a player, and another clear memory was can't remember the year, but I think it was a Gold Cup Finals with Mexico, and USA was winning. They put Kobe on in like the sixty-something minute, and I think within the first five minutes of being on him on being on the field, I think he was hacked down probably seven or eight times by the Mexican players. <laughs> like he was, he was that type of player that it's like just kick him, <laughs> literally just kick his legs because he's a nightmare to deal with. We don't need to be dealing with this in the seventy-fifth minute. And it's like, he he was, I think, I think Mexico got a red card within that last, uh, within those last 15 minutes of the game, last 30 minutes of the game. And most of their yellow cards in that red card were fouls on Kobe. And he had just come on. And the crazy thing is, so his nickname, which I got to say is Chef's Kiss, <laughs> Escobar, which is also known as Schwab. But that's because of his bleach blonde dress that he had. And the fact that I've never heard his nickname, I, I really got an issue with it. Because I love this nickname. <laughs> you know I have a thing for like unique nicknames. Man. <laughs> like, I'm saying, like that's dope as hell. But, alright, so going back to his playing career, he played for Coventry City uh, after the 94 World Cup. He only spent one year. He went on trial to FC Cologne in the Bundesliga before joining Bosco da Gama. And this is something to me that I've I've always wanted to know, but you can never really find any direct like information on it. Like, how many Americans have played in South American soccer? Because to my knowledge, I think there's only maybe three. And Kobe Jones is the first one I can think. I think there's three. I might be wrong. It might be Kobe Jones might be the first one to play in like a Brazilian top a Brazilian league. league. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he only had four appearances. You know, only stay for a year, score one goal, but. 96, MLS starts up, and he goes to LA Galaxy. And he goes to LA Galaxy. Not only does he make 306 appearances and score 70 goals, you know, all this other stuff, but his best year was 1998, mm. where he was second in MLS with 19 goals, 13 assists, named the MLS Best 11, and was also the U.S. Soccer Athlete of the Year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that man was in his bag that year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in his bag that year. Um, so, when I think about Kobe Jones in MLS, first and foremost, I think about him in that, um, you remember the Galaxy had that jersey that was like green, black? Yeah. Yes. Um, I can't think of the name of the jersey. It had a name for it. But I, I distinctly remember him in that jersey. Yep. The green and black. Yes. The... I'm sorry, it, 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 it's hitting me because I'm just having this flashbacks of yeah. <laughs> MLS Cup at Gillette Stadium and 
galaxy. It sounded like I feel like I hit a sore spot. Huh? I feel like I hit a sore spot. Yeah. <laughs> and just walking out of the stadium, w- walking out to the sound of an interview on the PA system with Kobe Jones after he lifted the trophy, I was like, <sighs> it was it was a, one of those bittersweet moments. It was like, yeah, good for you, Kobe, but you beat my team. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but that's, that's the thing about Kobe Jones. Like Kobe Jones was like, I felt like the most lovable person amongst yes. the USMT. Like no matter what he did, you couldn't hate him. You like, I've never heard anyone say anything bad about Kobe Jones. No, because Col- Kobe was one of those guys that he, he just seems like one of those guys that if you are slacking off in practice, he's gonna he's gonna give you an earful. But then later on, he's gonna have an arm around your shoulder, be like, "Come on, man, let's pick it up. Yeah. We can do this." Like I've heard people have hate for like Jermaine Jones, Landon Donovan, or like Tim Howard, but like Kobe, it was kind of just like it made me. Maybe when Kobe retired, because Kobe left the game in 2007. Mm-hmm. And this is before social media and, you know, sports got really big. Yeah. yeah. So, we, to me personally, I don't ever think we really saw the downfall of Kobe Jones. Like, we've seen what other athletes. Like, you know, certain athletes, they hit that plateau. Like, for instance, like Drew Brees is here. Yeah. You saw Drew Brees, you knew. Like, all right, this is it. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Pack it up. <laughs> like, but I don't think we saw that with Kobe Jones, but I... You know, he was the first player in MLS history to get his jersey retired, um, the number 13, but he got unretired because of Jermaine Jones. But to me, I feel like – I understand L.A. Galaxy – I feel like if you ask L.A. Galaxy fans, they'll tell you, like, you know, Landon Donovan, um, Bruce Arena, David Beckham, those are, like, the cornerstones of L.A. Galaxy. But I feel like Kobe Jones is in that mix as well. And I – Yes, and this is just me personally, and maybe you know you might have a different opinion, but I also feel like he truly should be the face of the USMNT. He should not, and not just because he didn't, you know. Granted, he didn't have like the memorable goal like Landon Donovan did, or he didn't have you know those goals like Eric Winalda or something, or you know, like there's not one memorable moment that Kobe Jones sticks out. Yeah, but just his the consistency. I I personally think the consistency. The, the fact that literally um, Kobe has been a consistent face for the USMNT from day one to the last day he played for the US men's national team. Yeah. And he has been an important factor in every single game. So, I mean, in 92, he was in the Summer Olympics for, for uh, in Barcelona for USMNT. 95, he was in the Copa America. That's where he got the nickname es- Escobar. Mm-hmm. Um, played in multiple World Cups, uh, Gold Cups. I mean, and think about it. In 93, this man made 30 appearances for the USMNT. Yeah. Like 30. <laughs> That's insane. Yes. In one year. Yeah, in one year. Um, and normally, like, we always find out, he also was a coach. He coached the LA Galaxy really for like the, yeah he was the assistant coach games. after I think it was um, under Rudolph he was the assistant coach um, <clears> and <throat> after Rudolph um, resigned I think it was in uh, 08, yeah in 08 when he resigned which like, by the way I did not know Rudolph was a coach in MLS yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't for a very long time um, it was. 
It was uh, probably for about a year, but he resigned and Kobe took the reins until in steps big man Bruce Arena. Um, so basically, you're, you're you're getting to this point where he's he's had his, you know, he's had a lot of a lot of coaching experience with that. And I mean, to take on a club like LA Galaxy around that time, 2008, this is when LA Galaxy is becoming a mega club. Like, it's becoming up there financially, at least, and and in terms of notoriety with some of the big clubs in Europe in terms of notoriety. Maybe not in terms of skill level, but this is... This is a big club, and for him to take the reins of that and basically be caretaker manager, interim manager, until Bruce Arena shows up. Um, a few years later, he actually leaves and, and coaches, uh, and, and not coaches, but is uh, part of the um, director of soccer committee for the acclaimed and, and legendary New York Cosmos. And we all know who played for New York Cosmos way back in the day. Pele, the big man himself. Yeah, Cosmos so, got a lot of stuff they need to figure out. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Um, but I mean, I mean, with a club with that much history, with with that many big names coming through, you 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 would hope that. I don't think he's. Is he? I don't think he's there anymore. Is he? No. No, I think he left. Believe. Because I, I no, he did left. Because just recently, he just announced his bid for uh, vice president for U.S. Soccer. Yes. So hopefully, he gets. But let me ask you this: With Kobe Jones, do you see? Is there a player in today's US USMT pool that reminds you of Kobe Jones? One player that I feel has the potential to be to have the presence that Kobe Jones had minus the fact that he's a little bit more of an attacking player than Kobe Jones was is Tim Weah. Hmm. He there there is some potential to see because he has that flair, he has that that pace, that 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 fiery you know, too hard to handle situation. Um, that I think Tim Tim Weah is definitely one that could take up that mantle if he works hard at it. If he if he stays focused and you know stays fit, because that's that's usually a big a big factor. Um, yeah, Tim Weah. I'm I'm thinking Tim Weah. He's the only one that I can think of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to see if there's there's another one. When it comes to Kobe Jones, like to me personally, I think his lasting legacy is Kobe Jones' legacy. The USMT. He was the precursor to Demarcus Beasley. You know, just because of the fact like he was the face of you know Black Americans in the USMT. Like up to that yeah. time, like. I cannot think of another American before him that reached the heights of what Kobe Jones did that was black. No. Yeah. No, I mean you you you've got maybe Eddie Pope, but that's around the same time. Uh but no, but Kobe Jones was was set apart from most other black American USMNT players. Um, to be honest with you, up until Josie Altador, I don't think there's anyone that had as much popularity as Kobe Jones. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. And this is the other thing that kind of blew my mind. 
In 2005, he was the last player in MLS to remain with his original team since 1996. Yep. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he is he is the face of, like, two legendary teams in American soccer. Like, wherever your opinion is in American soccer, USMT and the Galaxy, like, you know, how many times have we heard, especially early MLS, like, players just getting chopped, changed, moved around whenever him. It made Oh, yeah. You know, so... To have Kobe Jones to be the face of your franchise, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So, anything else you, you, my man, before we wrap up? Um, not really. Actually, I do uh, another um, – I wouldn't say it's a big moment because I don't think any MLS All-Star game is a big moment. <laughs> I personally don't. But um, I think it was right after the 98 World Cup um, – this is when the USA kind of needed uh, a PR boost because mm-hmm. 98 was a very tough year for U.S. men's national team. Um, they had the MLS Cup. I don't remember where it was, but it was when they did MLS All-Stars versus U.S. men's national team, which always turned out to be a disaster for the MLS All-Stars. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I remember that that game and Kobe Jones coming off the bench and lighting it up. I think he had one assist and a goal within ten minutes, and it was—I mean, of course, it was like a six-to-one like demolition. But <laughs> but he—I mean—he came on for U.S. Men's National Team, um, and you could see. Even though throughout the game you saw that everyone was treating it like this is a spectacle, this is just for us to come out here and have fun and, and yeah. you know sell tickets and 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 you know give the fans something something fun. But you could see a certain there was a change of pace when Kobe was on the, when Kobe Jones was on the field. Um, there was a, a a change of of attitude like. I remember shortly after Kobe Jones came on, there was one situation where uh, John Harks goes over to take a throw in and he turns around and acts like he's going to throw it into the stands at the fans and the fans are starting to go crazy. Like just as you could see the, 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 the joy and the, 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 the joy of the moment really sink into the players when Kobe came onto the field. And I, you could see when he scored his goal, like just the joy he, he brought fun to the game. I can see him as a leader in the locker room being the type of person that would expect the best out of his teammates, but also expect them to enjoy what they're doing. So that, that was one thing that I I do feel that was probably a a factor that Kobe brought to the game. And um, he, I have a lot of, a lot of good memories of Kobe Jones and he was always one of my favorite (laughs) U S men's national team players. So, this wraps up this episode of Can I Kick It, where we cover Kobe Jones. Um, if you want to support our podcast, you can do so at the link down below. Um, you can also check us out on Twitter at RiverCity93, Instagram at RiverCity93. If you have any suggestions for future Can I Kick It episodes, hit us up. Let us know. We're always looking for suggestions. You know, mm-hmm. We might be two Black History uh, soccer fans, but we don't know any and everyone. So the more is go to Skyjack the more we're willing to do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that being said, guys, this is Elliot. This is Shanae. We'll holler at you guys later. Let's keep us on the good side, guys. <laughs>